Hey there, Wastelanders. Just wanted to butt in before the start of the episode and let you know that if you're watching on YouTube, you may see a little bit of a video audio synchronization inconsistency. We had a issue in the studio when we were recording that kind of led to some audio loss. So we hope that you enjoyed the episode regardless, and we'll be back to full production quality by next week. Have a good one. show that dives into the record that is post-apocalyptia, the post-nuclear podcast. I am your host, Vince, and I'm also here with... Your sold separately host, Declan. <laughs> okay. <laughs> What's up, man? How you been? I've been good. I had a, I had a day at work today. A day. Yeah, what kind of a day? Um, mostly me being very tired and then drinking a lot of energy drinks. Cool. I don't condone them because they're bad for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But other than that, been kind of a day. I came home and I relaxed a little bit. I definitely needed it. Cool. Yeah. You do anything fun over the weekend? Actually, yeah. I went to the Renaissance Fair. Really? Yeah, it was cool as shit. If anyone's watching, this right, oh, this right here is my wizard staff. Um, I can't see it. Okay. Yeah, you'll you'll see it. I'll send you a picture of it. Yeah. Um, actually, I'll send you a picture of it right now. So you'll be able to see it live and uncut. Let's see. Let's try to talk while we do it so it's not just silence. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So so how did you get, like, why did you, who, who was like, yo, let's go? Um, a friend from, a friend from school and uh, her entire apartment, we went as a pirate's crew, but I was a, like, a, like a magic user. Uh, she cool. went as a monk and her roommates were, one was the pirate captain, one was the chef, and the yeah. other was the navigator. That's cool. I've I'll, never been to a Ren Fair. I'll pop up a picture and I'll blur out faces, but not mine. <laughs> Just put the clown emojis. <laughs> put the clown emojis? Yeah. I I'm going to put skulls, it's... probably, for okay. uh, pirates. because pirates, you are. Yeah. Is there a pirate emoji? Like a pirate face emoji? I don't know. If there's an eye patch one, you should do it. Ooh, yeah, that's a good one. But yeah, that was a, a blast. I don't have any money. Um... But, you know, spend money on experiences, not stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how about you? I, uh, I saw the new Spider-Man. I liked it. What'd you think? I didn't. You didn't like it? It's like a 5.5 to a 6. Really? Yeah, I saw every plot point coming. I was like, that's happening, that's happening, that's happening, that's happening. And then, like, they get, you know that scene in the bar? Uh, yes. You know what I'm talking about? That I don't want to. I don't want to spoil anything. That scene in the bar. I was sitting there going, "I called this. I called this. I can see right through it. You're an idiot. You're an idiot." And then I'm sitting there going, "I get that. Like Peter's a kid, but he's not an idiot." Yeah. Like, why would you do that? After all, he did help save the world. So. What do you mean? Like he did save the world. He shouldn't be that naive. Yeah, and and then like, um, it was just, like. It was such a fucking... The Spidey Sense thing that they touch upon, like, once early on. Mm -hmm. And then, like, they don't bring it up until it's convenient again. Um, I, I like how they make fun of him for it, though. I think it's kind no. of funny. Yeah, I thought it was funny, but it was just like... You should, 
talk talk about that more, make that more apparent. And I don't like the way they play uh, MJ. They make her like a shitty version of Mandy from Billy and Mandy. Hmm. I wouldn't like characterize her like that, but I can kind of see where you're coming from. I just I didn't like it. I didn't like the whole I don't care about anything. It's just like all right, like. I thought it was an okay end mm. to uh, Phase 4 or Phase 3, whatever phase we're in. I think it's Phase... I think it's I'm, the first movie of Phase 4. I'm, it's the last... I know that it's the last in the phase. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. At the end of the movie, when he's back in Manhattan swinging around... Yeah. In the background, if you see, it says 1, 2, 3, and it says, we can't wait to show you what's next. And I was like, that's a nice little Easter egg. Oh, that's pretty cool. I was like, that's how you do an Easter egg. It's not like a pandering bullshit thing. It was like, hey, that's neat. Like, for the man children who have followed this this whole 20-something movies for so long, that's nice. That, like, yeah. that's in there for you. But do, Can I talk about my favorite thing? Yeah, sure. At the end, Mr. Oh, <laughs> don't ruin it. Don't All ruin right. I'm editing that out. Ed, ed, edit it. that out, then. Yeah. Because that part, that part, I was totally out of the movie, and I was like, I gotta wait for it. And then that happened, and I was like, like I couldn't believe they got uh, the guy to show up. Got that guy, yeah. I was, yeah. I didn't expect it, and I was pleasantly surprised, and I thought it was really funny. Yeah, and I like how they integrated into like the new way things work. Yeah, like um, you could bleep yeah. this out if you want, but it kind of reminded me of Alex Jones. Why would I bleep Alex Jones? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I was waiting for I was waiting for it to be like he turned the frogs gay. <laughs> Yeah, no, that part, uh, I was the last, me and my brother were the last two people in the theater, and when it happened, I, like, got out of the chair, and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, yeah. It's, like, stupid obvious where they're gonna take the next movie. Oh, uh, with the, uh, with the post credit scene stuff? Well, not even that. Like, not even that. I'm talking about, like, it's stupid obvious that Venom is gonna be introduced, because he's already in the world with the shitty Sony movie that got made. Mm-hmm. Did you ever hear the Eminem song that he made for the movie? I don't know if he made it for the movie, but it was like... Actually, yes, and recently, because someone was like, hey, do you remember that Eminem song that they made for Venom? And I was like, what? Venom! Venom! It's Venom! so bad. It's so fucking bad. <laughs> it's so bad. I saw a tweet recently that was like, if Eminem from back in the day was around now, he'd make fun of current day Eminem. <laughs> you're right, though. You're right. I have, I have a friend who's in the military, and he's the whitest. He's like, if sour cream and mayonnaise had a baby... And it was neon. Like, that's what, how white this kid would be. And every time I see him, I go, hey, what are you listening to right now? And it's always shitty country music and the whitest of white rap music I've ever heard <laughs> in my life. I know exactly who you're talking about. And, and like, he talks to me about, like, how he's like, no one's saying anything like this. I'm like, yeah, because it's fucking boring. Yeah. <laughs> but, it's like there's a yeah, reason was, no one's saying anything like this. Yeah, it's tired. It's just... No, I think the next Spider... And I like Spider-Man. I was excited to go see it. I really liked the way the movie opened, but like... Mm -hmm. No, it's not a movie I ever really want to watch again. That's fair. There's a lot of like things that just seem like... Spider-Man, New York, all these kids go to... And you know what pisses me off about that? They go on a school trip to Europe, right? Yeah. There's like 20 or 30-something... 16 year olds not at home away in Europe yes when they're on that bus that bus's floor will be coated in semen 
the entire time, the entire time I'm sitting there going, all these kids are getting handies. Like, all these kids are getting fucking handies. When the fat kid is on the plane or when they go to the opera, I'm like, all these kids are getting handies at the opera. I'm like, because they're, they're 16-year-olds in high school. Yeah, it's just kind of yucky to think about, though. But, like, they never once were like, they never made a joke about, hey, the boys and the girls can't be in the same room. Never. I was like, at least address it. Yeah. Like, it was just like, come on, man. Like, the B plot or the C plot or something of the fucking movie is about how Peter likes Mary Jane, but we can't talk about how, like, they're 16-year-olds and their hormones are out of whack and they don't know what's going on. I'm the only person who thought of this, apparently. Ah. I'm the only person who thought about that they should double-check the strength of the shocks on the bus. What do you mean, double-check the strengths? There's going to be a lot of quick jer jerking motion while they are on that bus. <sighs> Dude, come on. When we were in high school, you remember the band kids? Yep. Each Those kids them... fucked. <laughs> Dude, they all looked like each other. It was like the South. Oh, sorry. Oh. It was like Alabama. It was like Alabama. They all looked like each other. Oh, God. And they all had sex with each other. And it was this weird, like family relationship thing anyway you want to talk about today's look <laughs> i would love to i would love to not talk about the band kids and their promiscuity <laughs> uh, <laughs> did you ever go to a band party uh no yeah neither did i kind of feel like i missed out on something uh i think you probably missed out for the better <laughs> no you might have got something well i don't care it's all it's everything's worth the story Tell us about the lore. It would just... I just imagine a band party smelling like hot rubber. Ooh. And, like, cheap beer. And people. And, and just bodies, yeah. Yeah. God damn. Alright, so Harold, also known as the Lord, him, the one who grows, gives, and guides, and the talking tree. He is an FEV mutant from Vault 92, originally human, born in 2072, uh, five years before the Great War. During an exploration of the Mariposa military base, he was exposed to the FEV and thought to be a ghoul after this. Uh, he started growing a tree out of his head sometime later. Harold left Vault 29 in 2090, uh, lived in the hub around 2096, and he got to Old Town, which is a part of the hub, and is kind of hanging out there around 2161. So like 100 years, almost, this dude's hanging out in the hub. Uh, now, he also spent time in Los, so the, uh, which is a settlement from... <laughs> the? <laughs> it's a settlement from uh, Brotherhood of Steel, which is in Texas, but it's not canon, but it is canon because the timelines. Uh, he also is the... Not the founder, but the ruler, the dude who's in charge of the town of Gecko uh, in 2238 and a waste. And he's the I wouldn't say the leader, but kind of like in charge of Oasis. He's the 277. He's the entire foundation of the society of Oasis. Yes. In Fallout 1, when you meet him, he's 89. In Fallout 2, or I'm sorry, in Fallout Brotherhood of Steel, when you meet him, he's 137. In Fallout 2, he's 169. And in Fallout 3, he is 209 years old. <laughs> now, the following um, is Van Buren lore, so it may be canon, may not be canon. Grain of salt. 
There is also some contingency because there is uh, something that counterdicts itself. Counterdicts? Contradicts. Contradicts. Itself. Saying that the lore happened from Vault 29, and some of it says that the lore happened from Vault 27. Uh, it's just one of those things that mm. could have just, like, someone could have writ- written, wrote, could have just, wrote like, down. Just, like, got a, lost in translation. Uh, yeah. What do uh, you so, think? What do you think? I'm going to go with 29, because I, I think that's what he says in Fallout 1. Okay, that's a fair uh, fair way to go about it. I that like the number something... 27 better. Yeah. It's just a number that, like, really, like, just tickles my fancy. Sure, I'm trying to think of why 27. <laughs> well, all those people died at 27. What? Yeah, you, you never heard about the 27 Club? No. Uh, Kurt Cobain. Oh, I thought that was Cobain, the White Lighter White Club. It's the same shit. They all had white lighters in their pockets. Uh, same. Okay. Yeah. Um... So, Vault 29 uh, was initially populated by young children, bought up by Diana, a human brain hooked up to a Zack supercomputer, uh, posed as a goddess to the to the Vault inhabitants. In case of population unrest, a test subject would be chosen to enter, or I'm sorry, to be released from the Vault early. Uh, they would inspect the outside to see if the world above was livable. They would never return. Uh, this fact would deter everyone from wanting to leave for a short period of time. Hmm. Harold agreed to stay with Diana, but escaped. Uh, kept the nurse. He kept the nursery a secret. He felt that it would. It, 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 I'm sorry. He felt it was his duty to the world to keep this gift intact until the world was ready. Now the nursery is kind of, I, I believe, what they refer to as the entire vault. And, like, the society that was built up around it. Again, all of my lore that I get is off of Fallout.Fandom. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm an idiot. Fallout, yeah, Fallout.Fandom.com. That's um, where I got all of this there. Uh, by 2090, after the escape, uh, he becomes a merchant and gets a, becomes a major player in the hub. By 2102, he's 30 years old. Uh, he and, and some adventurers, including Richard Gray or M- Richard uh, Monroe, 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 Richard M O R E A U, Maru, uh, Mara, Maro, Maro, uh, Richard Gray, Richard Maro, uh, the master, a doctor who lived in the hub and was equally curious about the strange mutants. Uh, The party, the party, tracked the the party tracked down the mutants and the mutant animals to the Mariposa military base. Most of the party died fighting the mutants and the uh, automated defenses that were there. The remaining party got quite deep into the base. They found the vats of thick green goo, the FEV. Uh, a large metal arm knocked Richard Gray into the vat and knocked out Harold. He awoke later in the desert already starting to mutate a caravan found him and brought him back to the hub now the following is brotherhood of steel lore uh so i don't know if this is technically canon or not after the destruction of the master's army harold went to texas to a settlement called carbon uh he had a sexual encounter with a prostitute ruby that is a direct quote from the Hmm. um from the wiki uh in the ghoul city of Los, 
So, the ghoul city of the... The. He... He wanted to have fun in Los, uh, but the arrival of the super mutant... Super mutants hindered that. He lost his hand, his toe, and his eye there. Um... After this, he traveled to Gecko in 2238. Uh, in 2241, very old but still a spry-looking ghoul runs Gecko, not far from Vault City. After the destruction of Necropolis, the ghouls migrated uh, to the north to form a settlement around the old pre-war Poseidon oil power plant. This amount of long-term exposure to radiation would kill anyone else, but the ghouls found it to be pleasant. Uh, Harold arrived and arrived and took over from its dangerous, dangerously ran conditions. Uh, this is a direct quote. The Chosen One still heard mention of Harold from time to time. Apparently, the tree had grown from his head has gotten larger, and if rumors are to be believed, fruit is grown from it. The mm. seeds seem to be remarkably tough and survive, uh, and several of them have taken root even in the most brutal parts of the wasteland. So, for as much shit as people get Fallout 3, they stuck pretty close to that. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I thought that was really cool when I read that. I was like, holy shit. Yeah, that is pretty neat. That game enough. Um, so here's more Van Buren lore. By 2250, Harold is sick. Uh, he has developed an unknown disease in the tree in his head. Hmm. Uh and he's, he's slowly dying. He set out to find a cure. Not surprisingly, he didn't have an easy time finding help. Apparently, at this point in time, people don't really want mutants around anymore. You would think people would grow like more accustomed to having them around. Turns out, people were just kind of like, alright, let's get rid of them. Which I never thought of because of the half-life of something. Yeah. Which is like, which was something that they kind of played with with 76, was like, oh, here's all these new mutated creatures, the reason why we're seeing them now is because by the time the newer games took place, they were already dead because of how irradiated everything was at the beginning. Which I never really thought of, of like, I forget who says it. There's a ghoul that says that they are the last of the dying breed. There are those ghouls and then no other ghouls, and that is it. Yeah, and then ghouls will just be a rare phenomenon after that. Yeah, and then, oh, dude, speaking of which, we got to talk about it later. They ended the Walking Dead comic, and it's phenomenal. Oh, really? Um, yeah, I read a synopsis of the last one, and you'd love it. Uh, we'll talk about it later. Um, Before we continue, for anyone that was paying attention to my camera, my chair is broken, so sometimes it just kind of gives out to the side like this. Um, don't mind that. Uh, um... Yeah, so I never thought of that. Like, you play New Vegas, there's there's just Jacobstown for super mutants. There's uh, Utobitha. Like, there's there's not that much left on the West. The East Coast is kind of dealing with it now, but eventually 87 will run out of FEV. Yeah. So maybe by, let's say, like, tw well, unless the Institute is continuously making FEV from what they have, let's say by, like, 2030, 50, or 2350, right? Yeah, yeah. 2350 we could be totally out of super mutants man i mean do how long do super mutants live if they don't kill themselves i don't know i would reckon to say pretty fucking long i would say an average human is 80 years let's say mm -hmm. maybe 160 because double by 2281 uh, marcus is still alive yeah 
So, and he seems like he's in good shape. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It was just it was just interesting. It was just something to think about. I, I don't think they're immortal, but I don't think that they they'll be around much longer. Like maybe a couple hundred years. A couple is. I mean, as an entire collective of a, a species. Oh. It depends on how fast they're being made. That's the whole thing. Yeah. Like if there's still people that are, if there's still a factory that's pumping. Let me finish this. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, good, good, good. Um, uh, it didn't that that didn't really stop him. He came across the twin mothers tribe. Now this is Van Buren lore. I'm pretty sure. Let me just double check. This is Van Buren lore, but Ulysses, there's a, there's a dialogue option where Ulysses talks about the Twin Mothers tribe. Um, mm. uh, the Twin Mothers tribe is, is originally from, or they come out of Vault 92. Okay. So he's surprised, uh, they, he's surprised that they took him in, uh, explained to the tribal leaders of his quest. They consulted their goddess. Days later, offered Harold a concoction of, uh, it was a foul-tasting drink, but it worked. Bob the tree got better and was happy yet again. Harold wanted to repay the deed or pay for what had happened, uh, denying, say, they, the people of the Twin Mothers tribe denied that and said the goddess will provide. Provide. Harold wanted to pay his respects to the goddess and brought. Uh, he was brought to the t tribal shine for a private audience. The uh, projected image of a woman was there. Uh, he returned to the nursery. It was a moment of joy for Diana and a new experience to him as much of his early memories had faded with time. Hmm. I thought that was really neat. That is really um, cool. Kind of like after he finally got better, he went home. Yeah, and it's like a full circle, but like he didn't realize he was home. Like, he knew that he kind of had something to do with it, but, like, I don't think he was totally aware of what was going on. Because at this point, he's old as shit. Yeah. Uh, by t the 2060s to 22... 2260s to 2277, overwhelmed with Bob's growth, uh, he rooted down north of the Capital Wasteland, discovered by several people, worshipped him as a god, and settled a small cult named the tree minders bob began to blossom blossom the area grew with foliage and harold developed the ability to see through the trees that came from bob's seed uh, he used his new abilities to bring in wastelanders the tree minders would make them go through a ceremony where they had to drink a sap leaving them in a worse mental state than when they had got there he craves death but the tree minders won't give it to him now there's a there's another article on his page that's called the nature of harold and this is an exact quote from tim kane okay as far as contact with fev any contact at all would infect the subject but the amount of contact determines the results for example i imagine harold had some contact with the virus but was not fully immersed in it so he became a different mutant than the mutant sub than the, the master subjects full immersion of course is the preferred method of infestation as it provides the virus a large surface area of infection. He said that Harold is a very special case. Hmm. Uh, despite his appearance, Harold is a kind-hearted soul with a comical personality. He made many friends throughout his travels, good with kids, 
uh, he's friends with Sapling Yu and Oasis, and who, who he is particularly fond of. He's probably one of the most interesting characters in the entire game. I agree. I absolutely yeah. agree. And I think it's I think it's cool that like at the end of the quest oasis, um, I actually hold on. Think speaking to that. Now that I thought of it, we have to get in contact with White. Um, we should make a mod for Fallout Three that every time you finish Oasis and Harold screams and like cries out in pain or whatever when you see him die. Yeah. If you sit there and you look at him for ten minutes, it should just go. All right, well, here's Wonderwall, and play it because the band is Oasis. No. Um, <laughs> um, no, but I, 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 I like that you kind of. And here's my thing: Do you think that they put that in there for a spiritual thing, like kind of like a, not a spiritual thing? Do you think they put that in there as a way to say like? I feel like that was probably dead. I feel like that was a nod. That was a nod to the original creators. I read something once about GTA 5. When you switch over to Trevor for the first time, mm-hmm. you uh, it shows in a cutscene you beating the shit out of the one biker from The Lost and the Damned, right? Right, from GTA 4. Yes. Somebody said that that was like a... Um, not, not It definitely was a reference, but it was saying like GTA 5 stomped GTA 4. Like it put it out of its misery. Yeah. Not put it out of its misery, but kind of was like, I'm in charge now. Fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you. It was a more symbolic so, action. Do you, That's the word I was looking for. Do you think that the killing of Harold is symbolic to say we're in charge now? I never really thought about it, but now that you mention it, I feel like it very well could be. I, I kind of thought of it as I was writing this down. I was like, holy shit, they fucking snuck something in. They killed the first couple games. Well, well they didn't do that until 2015, but yeah. <laughs> so, that's Harold. Do you have anything you want to say about him? Um, Easily one of my favorite characters from Fallout 3. I never met Harold in the early games because I never got that far. Yes, we did. Oh, did we? I made a point to do it in the stream. I remember. I didn't remember that. Yeah, he's... I remember where he is. I. He's not... I don't think he's far from Iguanabob. Oh. He might be two screens down. Yeah, but I always... Whenever I try to go back and play them and finish them, I'm always like, I gotta find Harold. So... Harold's like... I'm trying to find, like, a, a comparison, but, like, he's that character that you're rooting for no matter what. I think he could have been a mascot. E- oh, easily, yeah. I think if the game would have took off back then, I think he could have been the mascot. Especially if they took it, the series, in a very different direction of, like, the world regrowing in a different way. Mm-hmm. Like, actually, oh, like, with foliage. Yeah. I think that could have been really interesting. But other than that, I think Harold's just super fucking cool. And uh, even though he asks to be killed, I still feel bad every time I do it. Yeah, but you can do it humanely. Yeah, it still just kind of makes me feel bad. I, I especially when I played my evil run and I burned him down, that was the fucking worst. I remember one time I did it and I had a shish kebab and I went whap and he was just like, I'm on fire. And then I think one time I nuked him. You, you gave him a good old mini nuke to the face? Yeah, I just walked in. I didn't even say anything to him. I just pulled out and, and then walked out. 
Ding. Yeah. Damn. I remember finding. I remember. I remember. I couldn't find Oasis. I, I couldn't find hearing, Oasis for forever. Yeah, and I was like, I just want to find it. I just want to find it. Why can't I find it? Yeah. I think they cool. definitely. Even though uh, something I really like about what they did with Oasis is they made it difficult to find, but they didn't make it a secret because Three Dog talks about Oasis like all the time. Kind of. He doesn't say Oasis, but he's like, "There's trees." Have you ever seen a tree? Not those shriveled black things. Uh, yeah. Well, Three Dogs saw one, and he's not sure if it was real because he was experimenting with Jet at the time. Yeah. It's there's. I believe on the wiki I listened to that, and I was like, "Oh my god!" The amount of times I've heard this. So many times. Like, how many times do you think you've heard "banana"? Bit of news. Like. Whew. So many times. Isn't that nuts to think of, like, one line is just so engraved into your head? I just love the way he's like, not those shriveled black things. Like, yeah, <laughs> you actually, you want to hear something crazy? Like, something sure. crazy crazy? The next segment that we have planned for you, we'll get into in a, in a moment. But when I was writing out my ideas for it, I, like, saw it in-game. For real? Yeah, and it was just like, I've either played too much of this, or I'm just that into it. Like, I'm just that into the idea. Okay. All right, because cool. like, I, I I saw like okay, go here, do that. I can hear this person saying that. I can hear that happening there. So I don't know. But is there anything else you want to say on, um, Harold? I am satisfied. I like Harold a lot. One of my favorite characters. I agree. Real quick, go. Just because I brought it up before, they ended Walking Dead, the comic, right? Okay. It ends on issue 193. Something happens in 192 where everyone was like, this is it. This is the end. There's no way you can come back from this. And Robert Kirkman, who's been, who's the creator and has been writing them since they came out, was like, no, 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 no. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. They put out fake cover art of issue 194, 195, 196. Oh, wow. And then 193 comes out and they're like, yeah, this, it's over. That's freaking clever. Yeah. And like they don't say it's not like the cover says like this is the last one but it is but like you open the page and you read like or you open the book and you read like the first like four or five pages you're like oh this is it this is the as end as soon as it was here it's gone i like, want was, now that it's all done i want to read all of it dude, i know i I'll read the you, first 50 of them and i really liked it yeah well you know how i found out <laughs> i no. have issue 100 i have all nine variant covers which um which cover what what um what's what's that volume? What do you mean? I don't know. Like what's the story know, in for volume one hundred? Uh, for issue one hundred. For issue one hundred, yeah. A main character dies. Ah, uh, okay, I know the one. Uh, it just happened. It happened on the show uh, in twenty sixteen. I don't want to ruin. No one's watching The Walking Dead anymore, but I still don't want to ruin it. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, I wanted to see how much all nine or eleven or whatever it is variant covers would be worth, and it was like the last issue, and I'm like, "What are you talking about?" And wow. I looked it up, and it's what my favorite part about it is it kind of shows where civilization is going. That's good. And I was like, "I want to see this more than I want to see zombies die." Like that's the point of the show. That should have mm -hmm. been the point of the show is that it's the human struggle. Yeah, but. Sorry, I just wanted to get that off my chest before I forgot, so I could tell you. No, I think it's a, it's pretty fucking cool. I will eventually read all of it. I would like to do the same. 
Maybe we'll start a podcast about that. <laughs> now that it's over, we're going to corner the market. <laughs> no one's going to be making a Walking Dead podcast. So, all right, you want to intro the next part? I don't know how to intro it other than to just say what it is. So, earlier on, we were talking about ideas for the show. And Vince was like, um, what do we do? What we Let's have some kind of thought exercise. So, one of his suggestions was, why don't we just create our own like DLCs for Fallout. And I was like, that is a grand idea. So we each kind of took some time to ourselves to kind of get in our brains and create a DLC for a Fallout game. I have two concepts. I know that Vince has one that's kind of bigger, but um I just I just want to point out one thing. Sure. We've totally changed as people. Um, because when I met Declan, uh, yeah. he was very, everything has to be written down, everything has to be in order, everything has to be this way, and I was very much, yeah, fuck it, I'll do it when it gets time, like, I'll just do it, like, yeah. I'll wing it and say fuck it. Um, for this next segment, I took pretty much two, maybe three hours and did research and took notes. For those at home, this is my notes, um, it is 20 note cards, Gas. 20 note cards of a, on 6x4 note cards. So the big ones. Um, I took a lot. I did a lot of research. There's there's doodles and drawings and ideas. Uh, and there's a couple things that like I think you're going to be surprised when you hear what I what I actually did. There's artwork. I'm, oh, you did like, little sketches and everything? Yeah. yeah oh, awesome. Like, I, went, I went all out. Uh, I have 20 notes. Like, listen to this. And, uh... Can you hear that? Can, hold on, can you hear that? Hold on. Fuck, why doesn't it work, goddammit? Shit. Can you hear that? Yeah, that's impressive. I can't see that, but I could hear that. I'll send you a picture of how thick it is. It better be dummy thick, dude. <laughs> the clap of that notepad better alert the guards. You know what they say. What? Oh, what the fuck? I don't know, I was asking you. Well, what I say is that... I don't have any notes... <laughs> But I do have two concepts that I've kind of just thought through and thought about what I would want to see. And I'm going to approach it from... <sighs> okay, hold on. Before you go on, uh, I don't know what his is, and he doesn't know what mine is. Yes. Um, but I know like his has to do with like one thing, just to make sure we weren't doing the same idea. But... I sent him, I was like, yo, you want a clue for what... <laughs> do you want a clue for what... Uh the uh what my thing's about and he's like yeah sure so i just sent him a picture of his dad yep so he has to figure that one out i think i'm going to include that photo in the video i was gonna say as a joke can we get a picture of your dad on screen and can i you think animate it can we get a little animation of your dad i can make it spin around yeah how would you spin around and uh make it do like a star pattern oh god why are you gonna make me do this um what else can he do Please don't hurt me. Can he do the, can he do the, you're not going to be able to see him do it, but that look down, look away and go, why? You're going to see it when you, when you watch his back and you're going to be like, wow, that was spot on. Um, yeah. No, I can't make that happen. Just, just have fun with it. So I'll, so I'll do What's something. Oh, I'm starting. Yeah. All right, let's do it oh, this yeah. way. I have two ideas. You have one. How about we sandwich your idea between mine? Sure. Um... And as we approach this, let's say what game we expect these to be for. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. So, my first one 
is going to be for Fallout 4. Okay. And it is a DLC where you get a radio signal from a vault mm -hmm. that previously you didn't uh, you didn't have. Mm -hmm. And when you go to explore it and you check the marker, you notice that it's all the way in the water. Like, in the ocean. Mm -hmm. So, there's... At some point, you find a way to traverse the ocean. You find someone with a boat, or you make, like, a dinghy or something. And you travel out to where you hear the the radio signal. Yeah. And you find a, uh, like, you know those, like, red, like, uh, buoy things? Yeah. Um, like the ones with the lights on top and stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, when you get there, you see that there's a symbol on it that is a vault symbol, and it says vault number number, because I didn't think of the number. Sure. Um, let's call it 96. I don't think that one exists yet. Okay. Um, I'm going to look that up, but go on. All right, cool. And when you get to it, you find that there is a terminal that when you activate it, it sends up a pod that brings you down to a subterranean uh, in the ocean vault. Okay. Um, well, and 96 exists. It, oh, does it? Which one is that? Yeah, it's in 76. Gross. Let's call, uh, 95 exists. Uh, 94? Let's give it 94. Okay, just keep going. I'm just gonna Here. tell you. Okay. So, um, once you're down in the vault, it's gonna be way different from all the other vaults because instead of it being... 94 is also at 76. <laughs> 76 is cancelled. Alright, it's Vault 76. No. Um, Alright, Vault 90. Vault 90, good. Cool, cool. It's not known. Cool. You're good. Um, because instead of it being just, like, tubes of metal and big, uh, like, bubbles of metal, um, all of the tops of the hallways are going to be glass, so you can mm -hmm. see in the ocean above you. Mm -hmm. And the experiment for this vault is going to be splicing sea creatures with people to make, uh, like, super sea people. Basically making Aquaman. Um, Declan. Yes. It sounds like the first Bioshock. Um, I didn't even consider that. I'm not saying that it's a bad idea. I'm just saying it sounds a lot like Bioshock 1. I didn't think of that. Um... <laughs> I yeah, saw it completely different in my head. And I thought you were going on a bit. And I was like... And you didn't sound like you were like, bit, haha, in my voice. You just were just like, yeah, they're gonna splice things together. And it's all underwater. And I'm like, is it the 40s too? Oh, now I feel like a big dumb idiot. <laughs> no, it's it's cool. It's just, it's something that was probably lodged in your subconscious and you didn't think about it. I completely did not. Well, tell me the rest of it. Let's see how it how it uh, differentiates. So, when you go down there, you find that most of the people are dead. Of course, it's a vault tech mm -hmm. experiment. Yes, yes. Um, but I want you to find like at one point some uh, mutant that actually was able to like survive, like some kind of like half dolphin, half man. Um, okay. And. I haven't gotten much farther than that, but I know that I want there to be a a geothermal reactor that is okay. melting down and leaking into the ocean. That's okay. killing wildlife, and I want you to have to, like, either uh, fix that or blow it up or something like that. Idea. Yes. 
there are multiple different test subjects. They found out that splicing human DNA with dolphin DNA was the most successful. Uh, there is a, a race of half human, half dolphin people. I like it. And and there is also uh, a race of like half, say like I don't know, fucking guppy, half human that are also there. And the two of them hate each other. Ooh, I like a good uh, like East Side West Side kind of drama. The sharks and the Jets. Just oh, it can be half shark. Yeah. The other so one half shark kind of... and then half dolphin. Like say say there's like um here 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 here's even better humans that were spliced with mammals versus humans that were spite what are non mammals called uh, there's a lot of different subcategories like, humans that were spliced with non mammals so the humaminals and the human mammals don't like each other okay okay and then from within their ranks there's also like subsections that have uh, their own type of beef with other sections. So, like, hmm. even their own don't get along. So, so the like, much you're seeing this, like, much bigger than than me, obviously. Um, oh, I, yeah. I mean, I've, I thought that was the point of it, was to flesh out the idea. I like that. I like that. I just figured it would be kind of like a, a smaller series of quests. Like, this wouldn't be, like, a $30 DLC. Oh. I figured this one was going to be more of, like, a $15 one. No, I no uh, the one I had. Okay, I mean the the way I thought of the idea was it was going to be like a thirty dollar. This is like a like a shivering aisles. Okie dokie. Um, yeah, no, I mean you're not wrong. It's yeah, just, I mean I different interpretation. If I bring two fifteen dollar ones and you bring one thirty dollar one, I don't see much of a difference. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay, go on. Um, from there, I want there to be like cool like vehicles that you can like traverse the the seafloor with and okay. and find shit and i think hmm. i mean this was all like this all sounds like the cut content from four and that was the original idea because i was like they never did anything with that cool harpoon gun so they, no they brought it into the game yeah but like but... yeah yeah there's a bunch of shit underwater that you just don't get to see and that's why I wanted to actually, like, kind of realize that. Yeah. I think that'd be really interesting. I think that'd be really, really interesting. I think the, I think it'd be really cool to, like, have, like, a geothermal, like, vent reactor and have to do something with that. And, like, one faction wants to, like, harness it for power and the other one wants to destroy it and put them out of their misery. Mm-hmm. Like, because I'm, I'm sure that, like... Though they're, like, part sea creature, they're probably still strained for food because they're part people. So, they kind yeah. of live in, like, squalor. Well, if they're mammals, they still need to come up for air, I'm pretty sure. Because yeah. dolphins, technically, and whales, technically, need to come up for air. So, like, they would have to just go into the vault. Who, who's in charge of what? Like, I kind of take the, the mammal side it was a human who was spliced with a killer whale. And he's well, kind of the one on top. Alright. Well, he would be on top of the, the sea creature splice ones. No, of, I'm saying of the two factions of the, the mammals and the non-mammals. Okay, so, yeah, the like the killer, killer whale, whale would, be the would be the leader be the of... Maxon. He would be the, the Maxon. And then for the non-mammal ones, like the ones that are like way more like fishy, um, I would say... 
Stingrays are mammals. Sting are stingrays mammals? Yeah. Um, no, what about like a crab? <laughs> like a crustacean. Meh. <laughs> Mr. Krabs running around. SpongeBob. Our SpongeBob. Yeah. <laughs> Oi, dweller, get yeah. me the geck. Definitely like a crusty old. A man. crusty man. Ooh, that that'd be really funny. Yeah, because crabs lay eggs. A turtle. No, he'd be a turtle. turtle. Oh be yeah, turtle. yo, that'd yeah. be so awesome. Like he could have like a big long beard. Yeah, and he'd he'd be down there for such a long time. And he that... would talk really slow. Yeah, but he'd also be like stupid wise. Mm -hmm. And he would. Talk I like that. In, uh, I like that a he lot. He would talk in riddles or like uh, metaphor. Ooh. Yeah. And could he could he talk in sea shanty? Of course. That'd be so rad. Of course. Oh fucking yes. Um. Other than that, I would like to have it so that. You can do, like, base building like to, like, extend the vault if you wanted to, like, into the ocean. And I kind of, like, imagine it to work, like, Subnautica. Like, I feel okay, like that would like... be... You never played that before? It's really cool because you have, like, um, like, a creation gun kind of thing. And it takes resources from your inventory and, like, crafts things. So, you so can... like, a gravity cannon, but just put it here. Put it there. Yeah, kinda. Um, so you get, like, these, uh, like, giant, like, metal rooms that you can just place at the bottom of the ocean and then, like, connect them with, like, hamster tubes to other rooms. It's really, really cool. I feel like that'd be really interesting. So that you can, like, build your own, like, house at the bottom of the ocean. What's the other one you have? Or is that every- or you're not done? Um, that was for the first one. The other one I want to talk about after years. Which one does this take place in? This one was Fallout- this one was Fallout 4. The other one I have is for Fallout 3. For the sake of time. For the sake of time, I'll do my second one. Sorry. No problem. Um, my other one was going to be a continuation of the railroad quests from, like, the Replicated Man from Fallout 3, where... Okay, okay. okay. Where you uh, have an op... Like, if you get the DLC, it's kind of like how Broken Steel, how it kind of ties into the end of the game, mm -hmm. where this would edit the Replicated Man quest that you can choose to help lead a group of synths back up north. To a, uh, and the goal of it would be to help them along a route north to Philadelphia, because that's, I would figure that that's where a really big, uh, a really big synth, uh, like, um, railroad population would be, because, you know, like, the city of independence, brotherly love and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I feel like, like, out of, like, Independence Hall and, like, the Liberty Bell and all that shit there, there would be, Every like, a huge... never go to Philadelphia. <laughs> Because of the dirty toasters. Yeah. <laughs> so I figured that would be, like, a really cool settlement for railroad people. Like, they control the city, and, like, that is the safe haven for, for synths. Okay. I would, um... I would like to see Harkness. Yeah, I would like to see Harkness be a part of it. Like, and I kind of imagined it similar to the way Zion Valley starts, where, like, you kind of find the, like, caravan, and it's like, all right, time to go. So, like, um, at the end of The Replicated Man, uh, if if you save Harkness, it, he would end up at a caravan, and it would you would um, meet some other characters, and they'd be like, hey, if you bring a couple supplies and help us, we'll give you money and shit. Um, 
So you would start, and the first part of the DLC would be, like, the road north, like, following along on, mm. uh, along, like, I don't know what route that is. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. Probably 95, I'm thinking. Yeah, probably. Or 93? It's in the 90s, or, like, 80s. Yeah. It's, like, somewhere above that. Uh, yeah, it's... Um, so you would have a section where you would basically lead them up the road and uh, go through, like, smaller towns... And in, I, I figured, like, it would be separated into, like, three small, like, main small towns. And they would each kind of uh, pose a different problem. Like, um, one of them is, like, entirely too irradiated and it would just, like, completely destroy you. So you have to find a way around it. Another one, by the time you get there, you're out of food. So you'd have to kind of forage or, like, talk to the locals about getting food. And um, the last one, I hadn't really thought about the last one, but... Um, I would want it to be a very hostile environment, like, uh, okay. raiders just trying to, com or, like, slavers completely trying to, like, take anyone that's going through and bring them somewhere else. And then the last bit would be just before getting to Philadelphia. Um, and it would be a battle between, uh, the railroad and, uh, people from the Institute trying to, uh, undermine their operation. Huh. I really like that. Yeah, because I... I think that's really neat. It's just, just a way to kind of make the Institute seem like they're actually important and for and not just yeah. a faction that's there. Like, it kind of makes them more important to the world at large. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I really like that idea. And I like the idea of kind of, like, going on a road and it, not, and it being a little bit more linear. Like, it's linear, but with pit stops. Yeah. Because yeah, Fallout is so Fallout is so open in general that mm -hmm. you can kind of just like say, "All right, I'm out," and just go do something else. Where this is like, if you start on this road, you gotta finish it out. Yeah, I like that. I like that idea of like, if you go back, it could hurt your progress mm -hmm. and you can fuck up. Yeah, and just like following the highways, like life on the road. I think it'd be so cool. It kind of reminds me of a uh, nuclear family a little bit. How uh, uh, how rich and the and the bros go out on their their trade missions. I have some news about that. Oh yes. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. Cool. <laughs> I like it. I do like that a lot. Yeah, I really like that one. And that'll be for Fallout Three, obviously, because it's continuing yeah. the replicated pan. But I want to hear about your grand idea that you have like twenty thousand pages of notes about. Alright, so I'm not gonna... I, I titled mine. Mine is a title. I thought... Oh, cool. Like, I, I... I went all out. I sat at my desk for, like, two or three hours and did nothing but research and just... Um... Starts... It's for three... It's for three, but, like, a weird mixture of if they would have remastered three with four. Okay. Um... It has themes of expo exploration and journey. Like, that's the big thing of the whole thing. It's to explore. It's to explore. Three Dog makes an announcement over GNR. Some reports are saying that uh, someone or something is headed down the river in a large, either white or silver boat-like thing with the letters S, A, and N on them, and are totally. Uh, some people are saying that the letters are in this combination or that com combination. Um, but the reports they differ uh last seen south of the super duper mart it does not tell you exactly where to go you have to go find you have to go find it yeah uh you find a large part 
of what seems to be like a large metal piece floating down the river. I'm not going to tell you the big thing about it. I'm going to let you get eased into it. Okay. Uh, you meet a young kid that's inside of like this weird boat thing. Um, his name is... I, I couldn't pick on Buzz or Edward. I like Buzz. Um... Uh, he's he's worried about his home of Kennedy. Kennedy? You see where your dad came in? <laughs> <sighs> um, and uh, he's he he explains to you he's from the old Gulf Commonwealth. The old Gulf. Yeah. Where's that? Uh, mm, there's also I have a little description. I have a little piece of thing here let me see if i can get it properly if it'll focus that's the little boat that he's in i'm just going to tell you because i feel like a lot of this is is missed if you don't know it okay Uh, the dlc is called the great space race the great space race yeah so the kid's name is the kid's full name is buzz because buzz aldrin is buzz jimison uh okay so hear me out uh, you find him at Willem's Wharf with Grandma Sparkle, and he's she, she's trying to get him to eat, and he keeps saying no. He needs to get the, to the Museum of Technology to find out the history of his home. His mother's name is Sally Jemison. The first woman in space was Sally Ride. The first black woman in space name was Mae Jemison. That's a really nice nod. Thanks. Um, and then I have dialogue trees written. Really? Yeah, Holy I wrote shit. pages of notes of dialogue Woo! options. My chair is dying. Uh, I wrote, I drew a little picture of him. It's not great. Let me see if I can get it on screen. I'm excited There's to see pictures these. Pictures of all of this. Ooh, please. Um, it's supposed to be little nods because obviously, like, they couldn't. Why can't I get this to focus? They obviously couldn't use like Fenway Park and be like, "Oh, this is Fenway." So I try to make everything as like skirt the line as possible. Right, right, right. I'm gonna send you a picture of his boat. Cool, I'm excited. I'm also going to send you a picture real quick of him. Um, hold on a second. I'm going to cut this all out. I'm going to cut this all out. Yo, it's so freaking cool. So I try to design the boat to make it look like Sputnik. Yeah, I can see that. And if you look at it, there is um, kind of like... I don't want to say, like, a steering wheel. I'm trying to fucking not have Parkinson's when I show this. Teacup uh, ride from Disney. <laughs> yeah, there's a rotor. There's uh, storage and sails. So he he used he put this together himself. Like, that's the big thing. Um, and if you look at the picture of him, that I, little doodle I did of him. Yeah. Uh, he's got a NASA hat. Oh, it's so cool. So, and his shirt is the old NASA font, and I can't get it. But he's he's wearing a bag that covers it up. So you can't see the A in NASA. Um, so so for my dialogue options, you can walk up to him and Declan. We're just gonna we're just gonna play like we're playing a game. You ready? Okay, cool. Uh, there's five options. Who are you? What are you doing here? Where are you from? Are you lost? Or hey, I heard about you on the radio. Um. Hey, I heard about you on the radio. He replies with, "Really? Does that mean I'm famous? I can't wait to get home and uh." I can't wait to tell Nancy about that back home. Uh, and I named her after Nancy G. Roman, uh, who was the woman who worked on the Hubble telescope. And that's like his like cool. pseudo-love interest that could develop a B-plot line later on. Oh, neat. So then that opens up to another line of dialogue. Um, 
the only options you have after that are oh all right wow okay i'm sorry so after you say hey you're famous on the radio you can go back and ask any of the four questions from before okay so can you repeat those please uh who are you what are you doing here where are you from and are you are you lost are you lost kid um who are you uh the name's buzz the name's buzz the star boy buzz the star boy i like that uh and then there are after that it opened you can go back i guess you can go back and ask the same questions again but i kind of wrote it like almost like linear because i don't really understand how they write dialogue um so yeah you can ask those same questions again yeah actually because i have Um... written off like like because I have it written down as one, two, three, four, five. Five dies off and one dies off. So you can ask those same questions again so you can get where you need to be. Okay, so where are you from? Uh, where are you from? Uh, blah, blah. Far, far south. A place called Kennedy. And that's three. So, um, that, okay, that opens up new dialogue options. You can now ask... Uh, you, well, you can now only ask Kennedy, what are you doing so far north? Kennedy, what are you doing so far north? So the answer to that is I need to get to the Museum of Technology. And the only question you could ask after that is the Museum of Technology. Why? The Museum of Technology? Why? Sorry, I didn't mean to make it like it's my first time trying to write a quest. Give me a break. Um, so he says we need to find out more information Kennedy about Kennedy. We're in danger. Which then opens up to uh, well, why don't you tell me about yourself? What kind of danger, kid? Well, why don't you tell or, me about yourself? Uh, yeah, hold on. Or what Sorry. answers are you looking for in the Museum of Tech? So are those three choices? Yeah, those are three separate choices. Um, wait, what was the third one? Uh, the first one was, what can you tell me about yourself? What kind of danger are you in? And uh, what answers are you looking for at the Museum of Tech? What answers are you looking for at the Museum of Technology? Uh, in the before times, the cosmonauts and the American astronauts were in a great race to see who got to the moon first and the astronauts won, but we don't know how and we need to find out that information. Hmm. Uh, the, I'm just going to read them all. Um, the, what kind of danger are you in is the cosmonauts. They sent a signal saying that they're coming to stop us from uh, discovering the outer realms. And what can you tell me about yourself is my name is uh, Buzz from Kennedy and my people are in trouble. Uh, the Museum of Tech has the answers we need. So after that, I have... How do I write this out? Um, hold on a second. I'm sorry. Oh, so then you can ask, uh, and what are you here for? And it gives you a previous answer. Because you ever like do that in Fallout where it gives, you ask a different question, it gives you like the same answer? Yeah. Like in 3 or New Vegas? They do honestly write it very cleverly. No, they do, but it always kind of like comes back to the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, well, how do you plan to stop them? In the Museum of Natural Technology, they have the answers. Use a previous answer that I've already given. Uh, well, you know, you know. Well, you know what, kid? I've got nothing else going on. I might as well help you, really, Mister Andor Lady. And then, uh, what was that? Five, six? Oh, I'm sorry, that's six. And then, um, so this is question like question seven, like line seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's you could either say like, "Are you really going to help me?" You could say, "Yeah, sure, kid." Uh, actually, no, I'm kind of busy right now. Sure, for a price. And, uh, uh, wait, can you answer some questions first that go back to you asking more questions that you might have missed out on? Oh, okay. If you say yes, 
to him helping like just right away like sure kid i'll mm-hmm. help you he goes oh boy thanks so much and then he gives you a tattered nasa hat oh cool and there's no other way to get it i want to show early on that consequences there every action has a consequence if you miss this hat there's no way to get another one cool uh you can say actually no i'm kind of busy oh uh, okay well let me know if your schedule frees up sure for a price well, I only have about 35 caps on me right now, but I bet Mama can give you some more money when we get back. He's like 10. Forgot to mention. Mm, He's like a 10-year-old kid. I yeah, figured so he was like 10 to 15. Yeah. Um, and wait, can I answer? Can you answer some questions first? And he goes, sure, what do you want to know? Um, you then take Buzz through the museum uh, as you fight off super mutants and other abominations. He will shoot with you, even though he's a kid. He does have a fighting animation. Uh, he has a 32 caliber pistol, and I drew this, but I didn't do a great job, and I'm still going to show you. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a 32 caliber pistol that he found an old branded Captain Cosmo's blaster. Wow. Right? Uh, That's pretty fucking right. Captain Cosmo's branded Jangles the Moon Monkey official blaster toy that he'd like fit the, the, sco- the shell of the toy around his gun. <laughs> That's pretty fucking cool. So on the end, like where you would think, like like the business end of the gun is, mm-hmm. um, where the the toy would kind of like taper off into a ball. Uh, it's all fucking like black, and there's soot and everything on the end of it. And on the gun, it says like "Jangles the Moon Monkey," and he's like on a rocket. <laughs> Let me send you a picture. I just took a picture. Please, that'd be so. I do want to see this. It's a shitty little doodle, and I showed it in the thing, but what do you think about that? I like it. Um, so, he finds a ter- terminal or a Zach's computer... He'll find a terminal or a Zach's computer or something uh, with all of the museum's information on it. Everything. Wow. Right? Awesome. Like, generations of information. Like, stupid amounts of... of like this is gold. Oh yeah. Like he has a hollow tape that he can back up most of the files onto. Um, you get him back to Wilhelm's, Wilhelm's Wharf. Once the quest starts, Buzz can become a companion that can die. Okay, kid can die. The kid can die, uh, but he's also a child companion, right? Mm-hmm. Um. He grows to like you a bit, and then offers to take you to Kennedy. And I have a map. Hmm. This is the map of Kennedy. I tried to make it look stylized. Um, and I tried to write Kennedy in the old NASA font. Cool. I'm going to send you the map in a minute. Everything okay. that's, like, checked out, like, there's, like, a cross mark, is water. And anything that's black is either some sort of a landmass that is not natural that is used for some sort of transportation. Okay. Uh, I tried to make it all stylized, make it look like blood was running down it, or somebody painted it quick, and I used a paint marker, but I fucking forgot how paint markers work. Did it, like, bleed outward? Well, kind of. It did it in, like, a good way and a bad way. You're, you'll see it, and you'll see where my mind was at. Ah. But, um... <gasps> there we go. So, yeah. Oh, there's, cool. There's, like the NASA landing strip, and then there's the launch site, and then there's, like, separate launch sites, and then 
and there's a SpaceX launch site because that's where SpaceX is. There's various launch sites on the the um, the the eastern side. There's the Kennedy HQ where like the museum and everything is, and uh, there's also the Blue Origin rocket factory. There's a Walmart. <laughs> fucking Walmart. I had to put the Walmart there. Here's something to the to the um, the the west towards the south where the number nine is for how many notes I, I've already been through. Um, there's a Cape Canaveral power plant. Oh, is there? There's a power plant that is a 30-minute drive from Kennedy, from the Space Center. I'm sure that minute drive. that probably supplies power there. Yeah. Uh, Buzz takes you to Kennedy. His mother scolds him for leaving. He gives his mother potential, potentially thousands of years of history. Uh, most of the files corrupt, though. She mm. still thanks him and appreciates it, tells him that the power plant, or tells you that the power plant was hit directly during the initial attack of October 23rd of 2077. Uh, the whole place is irradiated to fuck. This place is fucked. Like, there is so much, there's so much radiation that is just constantly moving in this area. All right. uh, most people walk around right. in power armor frames or minor frames. Now, I invented something called minor power armor. It's power armor, but essentially like a suit. Like, it's only a little bigger. Or, I'm sorry, a little bigger than regular clothing. Like, you know the Brotherhood suits that they wear underneath? Mm -hmm. It's like that, but it's a little thicker and it's a little more robotic. And it was made to work on shuttles and it gave you strength and heat resistance along with uh, a radiation radiation resistance. Okay, so that's pretty cool. So, it's it's like a suit, but it's not like a power armor suit. It's like having a really heavy set of armor. Kind of, but it was made it was made so people could like pick up parts for the ships and move them and it was it was made easier for everybody else, but it's just something that got kind of reintroduced to this new civilization. All of the government buildings in Kennedy were re they were super fortified for radiation so no radiation leaks into the buildings okay so everybody inside is fairly fine um most of kennedy is guarded by robots much like white springs all right so everything's kind of kept up but it's also like they're just kind of following orders uh sally jimison is the head scientist uh, she's a she's an intelligence build Pretty much copy the stats for Madison Lee. Just give mm. a higher endurance and a higher charisma. I, I, I want it to be very like inspiring, and I want it to be very much about journey and exploration. But I also want it to be charismatic. I also want you to like when I watch interviews with astronauts, I'm so drawn in. Yeah, like they like, have like I, a bravado about them. Yeah, like it's just like imagine being in space. Like I guess that's what it comes with. You're one of the few people I could say like I was in space. Like, I went um, there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, imagine being like, oh, where'd you go on vacation? Just looking up and walking away. You know, the moon. Yeah. Uh, while scolding Buzz, Buzz cuts her off to say something akin to, I left to try to save Kennedy, not because it's easy, but because it's hard. Which is a reference oh, to JFK's speech from The 62. inauguration speech. Is that the inauguration speech? Yeah, it is. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Because it was, it's him, it's in 62, he's saying, like, I want to go to the moon. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure that's the inauguration speech. Well, I actually, <laughs> I sent that to your dad, the speech, because I was looking up stuff about Kennedy and the mm -hmm. speech and everything. And since your dad is such a massive Kennedy fan, um, 
I sent him, I sent him uh, the link, and I said like, "Hey, this is a great speech," and I thought of you when I saw it. Look how I sent him this though. <laughs> oh jeez, let me see. I sent it to him the way he would have sent it to me. <laughs> Can you put that on screen? <sighs> that's that's mean. How is that mean? He he knows you're probably fucking with him. <laughs> no, he would have sent it to me like that. Instead of saying like, "Okay, new text, new line of thought, new train of thought," it's like don't 90 don't roast my dad. I'm not roasting your dad. I'm roasting everybody over the age of forty. <laughs> you know what? That's fair. Yeah, people um, over the age of forty just don't know how to text. Ghouls and mutants roam freely within Kennedy. And yeah, are the are the at, are the ghouls cool? Are they like no? They're looked at as equals. They're looked at as equals. All right, um, cool. I didn't get to write this down, but a lot of ghouls kind of go with what Jimison is saying. They don't agree. They don't disagree. But they realize that it's safety. And can I give you a uh, a pointer? Sure. Can a lot of the ghouls be like engineers that worked at the place? So like, there are a lot of really intelligent people. Yeah, and some of them are ghouls, totally. I'm not saying yeah. that that's not I... kind of what the idea was, but at the same time, your mind deteriorates with time. True, true. So I was kind of thinking about that, like, yeah, so does your body, and they would probably, those would probably be the people who get the suits first. Mm. Uh, the cosmonauts are actually a real threat. You spend a few quests gathering resources and exploring the new mechanics that are in the game. Uh, the cosmonauts, they crash land a Sputnik-like rocket, fight off a small horde, salvage what they can to learn about the this other civilization, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, a second plot opens up. Oh. Only a matter of time before the power plant melts down if it hasn't already. I didn't really know what I wanted to do there. Uh... Because it's not going to have, like, a second meltdown. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. Um, so I'm not really sure. Uh, Jimison explains how this how this next piece will be her life's work. To get a rocket functional to colonize the moon or a bomb satellite. Ooh. Hear me out. I kind of had to write some pre-war shit. Okay. Attempts were made pre-war. Project had to be abandoned because of the lack of funding. Uh, the supplies supplies exist to the moon it, supplies exist on the moon for a full colony with funding from an Elon Musk Howard Hughes type of guy it still wasn't enough space daddy uh, the last man okay so this is actually canon the last man mission to the moon was in 2052 to recover the flag that was left by Vigil Vig Valiant, Valiant, Valiant Twelve to be brought back to the Museum of Technology in DC. Okay. In late in late 2073, the idea was brought up. This is my canon that I'm writing now. Okay. In late 2073, the idea was brought up to revitalize the American spirit by making a second space race. The USSR does not fall apart in 1991, like it does in our timeline. Right, right. It actually joins forces with the People's Republic of China. Okay. The operation. The operation was no longer a secret by 2067. Uh, March of 2067 uh, brought to the people's attention. It was a tw- it was a 70-30 split, uh, 70 negative 30 positive, and thought it was a waste of time, resources, manpower, and energy. The goal was to colonize in case of anything or a nuclear strike. Uh, wanted to best the commies there so it was kind of like we're gonna go there in case of anything but we're also gonna do before the communists do 
So it was kind of like another space race. I, I really like that. So uh, this entire thing pretty much fell apart, and the last Moon Squad came back t- to Earth in October of 2077. Now, I was also thinking, if I don't fuck up our own lore too much, what if it crash-landed into uh, the Kennedy Space Station, and someone thought that it was a nuke hitting hitting the ground, and that's what started it. Oh, wow. And it was just like, one thing led to another, led to another. It was just paranoia, and it was like, okay, this guy who's watching the Richter scale noticed something that hit the ground so hard, it has to be a nuke. Hit them all. Wow. Mutually assured destruction right the fuck now. You know what I mean? So Damn, that's, that's a really cool idea. But I don't know if I like that one. Just... I don't know, because it was just something that I, I didn't know if it was too much or too little. Or, 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 that was just, uh, that was just to get the public to forget about it, and the Enclave was actually setting it up the entire time. Hmm. Because there's no way that the Enclave wouldn't be trying to fund this. Oh, absolutely. And I'm not saying this would have been their main base, like how the oil rig was, but it could have been a base on the moon of other people. And they've been there for 200 years, or maybe they died out, but they were there. Okay, so there are people living on the moon, is what you're saying. Yes, I, eventually there will be. If there's not already, there will be. Okay. I also wrote some side quests. Ooh, baby. Uh, I wrote a horde mode. Alright. So, I really like horde modes in games, because they kind of just let you turn off your brain and shoot things. Just like, bam, um, bam, bam. Borderlands has really good ones. Mm-hmm. Um... You go to the power plant, you build structures and defenses, hordes and hordes of ghouls and mutants, FEV and otherwise, and other abominations begin to attack you until you fall or you hit the round limit. Uh, Akin to kind of how nuclear winter is. Okay. With massive PVE. Um, And it's kind of reminiscent of that and mixed with the ingots from the pit. So as you Mm. kind of go through these ranks and these levels, you'll earn rewards. I like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Gotta get every single ingot. Yeah. Uh, you, you, If you can survive, say, five rounds with five waves, that's kind of the idea, but I need more fleshing out. Okay. Uh, side quest two, Florida Man. Uh, Florida Man? <laughs> reports of large mutant thing attacking settlements. Some say ghoulish, some say super mutant, an animal hybrid. Uh, optional to help out more than five settlements to get more information. Uh, some of the things that people say could have happened to them are uh, the golf courses, someone keeps pooping in the holes, someone stole all the jangles of the moon monkey dolls from a store, um, women's underwear is constantly going missing, chem dealers' supplies are going, or their supplies is going missing, uh, but only like the respirator parts of the jet or the plungers for Psycho. So, like, not, like, important shit, but just shit that makes it, like, a nuisance. Yeah, like, shit you um, need. Di- yeah, dining room tables, southeast most leg or legs are being destroyed. Flattened sugar bomb boxes line the alleyways in a major city nearby. Corvegas are intentionally being pushed into the water just because. Chewing on people's cushioned chairs has a super sledge named Kindness, so we can kill him with Kindness. Uh, large amounts of laxatives are stolen thinking that the pills, like, buff out. Can I uh, ask you a question? Sure. Are all of these things based on actual Florida Man news stories? Like, four of them were. Because I could tell some of them have to be. Kindness was, the pills were... The golf course? 
No. Oh. Uh, that was I was talking about that with someone at work. I was saying like if I ever <laughs> wanted to get revenge on somebody, I'd wait till I know that they're taking their kid out to to mini golf, and I would shit, shit in the, the I would shit in the hole, and I would Bugs Bunny like in Space Jam underneath the thing to make sure the kid gets a hole in one. So he's, it's the best day of his life. He goes in to grab his ball. It's covered in my shit worst day of his life. Uh, <laughs> oh, jeez. You eventually will track down Florida Man. He's a goat, human baby, Sasquatch, pig, giraffe, spider, mutant thing. Puts up the craziest fight ever. I have written down <sighs> dumb health, stupid power. When he's killed, you get his super sledge kindness, his skin, a fuck ton of chems, and his place is a safe house. Uh, you can then take his skin slash body to be fitted for a suit of power armor, um, and then maybe like a maybe you could have like a Disneyland. you could have his skin turned into armor. Yeah, you have it fitted. Like, like you you'd get like a bear rug, like a bear skin rug. Like you It'd would just like stretch it around a suit of T forty five. Yeah, it would fit. Oh god. Uh, then there's that's the end of the side quest, but just like other things that I wanted to make that's sure. That's so funny. In there. Constant Florida jokes. Constant. Oh, there has um, to be. But not, like, to the point where it's like, alright, I get it, this place sucks. Um, harsh, open-ended quest lines, and all actions have major consequences, and, of course, dialogue options. What about a voiced protagonist? Get the fuck off of my show. Don't ever, don't ever bring that shit up around me ever again. Do you know some shit that I do want to bring up, though? What would that be? The fact that our intro music is made by Shane Ivers. The man. The, the myth. Man. Oh, the legend. I wonder if Shane Ivers knows about Florida Man. I wonder if he does, too. But I know that he's also wondering where he can download his own music. And that would be at... Probably on his hard drive? <laughs> oh, there's that, yeah. But also at uh, www.silvermansounds.com slash free music... Slash Feather Duster. Tight. But Vince, t yeah. tell me about some Twitter. You can follow the show on Twitter at Atomic Radio Hour. You can follow myself on Twitter at the underscore Boogans in all capitals. You, sir? You can find me at Declan underscore Bean. We have a Twitch. I swear. It exists. It exists. You uh, know what? If you want to see a stream, just message Kyle. Yeah, message um, Kyle. And you could do that on Discord. We have this incredible community on Discord. And we love just, like, interacting and talking. And it is just a blast. Join the Discord. The link is somewhere there or there or something. Um, I was thinking about our Discord today. And it's kind of like... it kind of It's like a group chat of people that just kind of, like, will share memes with each other. And just kind of yell at each other briefly. And, but like, in the best way possible. Yeah. Like, it's just like, hey guys, this happened today. Oh, that's cool. That sucks. Show a picture. I went to an antique store. Like, it's just it's just a fun time. Boone's wife. Yeah. <laughs> let's get a couple. Let's get, get a, a couple. Let's get a couple Boone's wife in the chat. Um, yeah, we, if you listen to us on YouTube, thank you. I love thank you. Thank you. Uh, make sure you comment, rate, and subscribe. Hit the little bell uh, icon. Hit it. Yeah, it does a thing. <laughs> you can find us on all major podcasting platforms. That's every single one. And if we're not um, there, then it's a lie. Yes. Um, we also have a Patreon. 
uh, thank you to everyone who gives to the Patreon. We're going to shout you guys out in a minute. Uh, the Patreon is optional. It is never going to be mandatory. Uh, it's just to see the show get bigger and better and stronger and faster. And we appreciate anybody who even thinks about giving a dollar. Uh, there's a bunch of different categories that give you a bunch of different stuff. But let's give those those fine folks a shout out. Uh, do you have the list in front of you, Declan? I am opening the list in front of me right now because I forgot to do it earlier. First off, I know for a fact for we a have fact. the one, the only, friendly companion cube. Thank you. We also have... The man. Noah. Noah. And the new guy. We have James Starkey. Now, before we finish talking about Patreon, we have a, a message from our Patreon donor, uh, the Friendly Companion Cube. We have a message that Which, I... With the tier he's in, he gets a shout-out of whatever he wants once a month. Um, and I'm getting that off my Discord, but it got... There it is. I've been enjoying Fallout 76 a lot, so I'm gonna go with, and I quote... Fallout 76 wasn't that bad. You guys are just mean. And that's that. I do enjoy Nuclear Winter. Yeah, Nuclear Winter is, is quite good. Um, yeah, I think that's everything. That's probably everything, yeah. We Thanks have listening. we do have some content for you. Yeah, uh, I'll be completely honest with you. It might be Nuclear Family. <gasps> really? Yeah. Oh, awesome. Um... Our schedules kind of got out of whack, so the day that Ooh, we're recording this is usually the day that I edit the episode on, so I had pretty much all day to do nothing. Hmm. Uh, so I was like, I'm going to edit, and I spent four hours editing it, um, and then I took a break because my brain was screaming, and then It'd as like soon that. as my break was done and I ate something and kind of ran to the dollar store to get some stuff and came back... Uh, I had to start all of my notes for the quest. That being said, I still have to now edit this episode, which now that we have video, I'm still learning how to edit the video. And doing a great job, by the way. Thank you. I appreciate that, actually. Um, what used to take me anywhere from an hour to like an hour 30, hour 40, could now take me up to 30 minutes. Or not 30 minutes, uh, three hours hmm. to do to do the video, because I'm still learning it and I'm trying to like do little things and trying to get my my only audio editing style into the video and i have to learn everything again where i've been using audacity since forever like eighth grade yeah yeah so if i get time to finish it up everything's tracked the story is there i have to add sound effects and music and all this other stuff i'm very excited but that could be another four hours of work so, so if not this week maybe next week I'm Maybe. gonna say I'm gonna promise if not this week next week. Oh, cool! So I'm excited. If, if this isn't if this isn't Nuclear Family, what's about to happen right now? I apologize. Um, if if you want to yell at me, you can you can absolutely totally yell at me. You can find me. Uh, you can find me on my Twitter. Uh, and and let me just just I mean, there's a link to it somewhere. Hold on, hold on, hold on. There's hold on. an app. Hold on, stop. If you, if you want to yell at me, you can find me on Twitter at the 
Ood Sigma. That's T-H-E-O-O-D-S-I-G-M-A. You can you can just tweet at me and tell me that I'm horrible because I, I am not going to say a word about that. So, um, yeah, I thank you uh, for being kind or not. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it, it, if it's here, it's here. If it's not, it's not. But it will be out, I guarantee you, by next episode, which is episode 55. 55? Oh, this is 54. Wow, we have so many episodes. Jeez. Yeah. 50? Yeah, so, okay, that's enough fucking padding that out. Again, Ood Sigma, <laughs> if you want to yell at me, find me there. And um, if you want to not yell and you want to say very good things, you can find uh, you can find me because I need validation. You know, it's it's probably still under me right now, so. Okay. Alright. Um, bye, everybody. Goodbye! Next. I'll see you next week. Have a good week, or weekend. That's a wrap.